Welcome to episode five of Should Have Been a Cowboy. I'm sitting here with the Pittsburgh highlights on repeat on my laptop because it was gorgeous. It was a beautiful game. Yes, it was. Um, so, how, how long did it take us in the Pittsburgh game? before? On which possession was it where we didn't score again? I mean, how, how many times do we score in a row to start off the game? Every time they had the ball in the first half, they scored. Seven possessions, seven I thought, touchdowns. Okay, I seven possessions, seven touchdowns. That is as good as you can expect. As oh, yeah. As hope for. <laughs> right. <laughs> was just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And it was, I think, I think I had a smile on my face the whole first half. Yeah, man. Um, and... And once again, Rudolph just throws the ball around to bunches of receivers. Well, um, you know, Pitt said they weren't going to let James Washington beat him, and well, he didn't beat him, but he still had 100 yards receiving on, like, one series. <sighs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't score. He didn't even touch the ball until we, were, we had 35 points on the board. Yeah. It was 35-7 to 7 before Washington even touched the ball. Um, so, because McCleskey had like 160 yards. Yeah. Washington, Washington had over 100, 140 or something. Then eight minutes stoner. We had four players with at least 100 yards. Yards. Four wide receivers. Like there are teams that don't have four receivers with over 100 yards through three games in a season. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that's yeah. the insane part of this. Yeah, Stoner. I was, I was, I'm getting excited each game to see Stoner do something because that was the our first, um, our first podcast when I said he was the one I was excited seeing how he'd do after his injury from last year. Yeah. So he he's been catching the ball really well, and really for me, I think the best catch was by a freshman. God, Tylen Wallace. Yeah. With his, um, he had the he had the nice juggling catch. He ended up with two catches for 49 yards. But, yeah, he had the nice, best catch out of the bunch for me. And here's the deal. Taylor Cornelius threw that pass. Mm-hmm. Taylor Cornelius, to me, when he gets in the game, he just he looks too relaxed. He looks yeah. like he's just out there filling out paperwork or something. And he's just, all right, I'm going to throw the ball over here. Now I'm going to hand it to you. And I'm going to throw it over there. Is it? Did we get a first down? All right, let's keep going. <laughs> That's the attitude that I feel like. Cornelius plays with it. I don't think it's bad because he doesn't get rattled or anything. It's just it's yeah. funny to me to watch him just kind of plod through things when he gets in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got the backup duty um, this past week after Woodkey had the last week because I think Cornelius was hurt. Yeah. Um, for the South Alabama game is what I've heard. So he came back this game. I think he ended up being like three out of five. I'm not sure how many yards he had, but he. He, he he passed better than fifty percent. Yeah. So so that's good. And one thing that I like is that, as far as like our running backs go, we can have a we can have a different player just go off each week. Because last week J D King against South Alabama, J D King just racked up the yards and Hill did nothing. Yeah. And this week, Hill had ninety-one yards on eleven carries, eight. Eight yards on average, 
and J.D. King had 35 yards on 16 carries. So they, like, flip-flopped. Well, yeah, and most of King's carries were in the second half when they were just trying to mm -hmm. run things out and not give up the ball. Yeah, but it was nice seeing Hill do um, do so much so much um, good plays on the ground after being bottled up last week against South Alabama. Yeah, his second touchdown run was a video game run. Oh, yes, the Jukes. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> oh, that was, uh, yeah, he, um, that was a, they had the joystick going on that one. <laughs> that, was, that was a great run. But, yeah, so basically the offense was lights out. Amazing. Um, and that was with Washington, like I said, not even touching the ball till we had 35 points. And Tyron Johnson not even making the trip. Yeah. So, because Tyron Johnson was um, suspended for that game. He and Madre Harper. Um, the good thing for Johnson is he'll be able to come back to the team. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Harper was kicked off. Yeah, it was weird. Like, we just heard about Harper the morning of the game. And I know that there were, like, there were some rumors going around the, the day before, but it was the morning of when everybody kind of found out he wasn't going to play. Yeah. But, and, you know, nobody notices these things but me. Madre Harper wore number 25. And for this game, Malik Kerr switched to 25, and he plays the same position. So if you watch... The specifically the long pass play to Quadri Henderson, where he ran down the sideline and got down to about the eight yard line. It's yeah. the number twenty five is the one chasing after him, and you're like, wait a minute, that's Madre Harper. He was suspended, but it was it was actually Malik Curse who had time to switch to his jersey number before the game started because he wanted to wear twenty five, I guess. <laughs> um, you know the thing that I just get a kick out of is they told us during the game that after the game, the post-game, Coach Gundy would talk about their suspensions, maybe give a reason why. But his reasons were that they got out of their world and were out of their culture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you got to be insane to think that he's actually going to tell you a reason. I know. I know. But, but does that actually tell us anything? No, it, it says, <laughs> they hey, they did something pitching. stupid. We're not going to play them. And then, you know, obviously yeah. Harper did something a lot, a lot stupider than whatever Johnson did. So, Well, what I have is I've done some investigative journalism. Oh, dear. Um, and <laughs> basically just randomly looked on Twitter to see if I had any ideas. And what it seemed like was it was for fighting. And... Um, which, I mean, Tyron Johnson and Modern Harper makes sense because Johnson's a wide receiver and Modern Harper's a defensive back. So okay. I mean, they're playing against each other. That might make sense. But it seems, from what I've seen in numerous um, numerous um, areas, is that Harper has been a fighting problem, like ongoing. Interesting. Is that um, I've seen in, in bunches of places that he has had a bit of an attitude and has, has fought, uh, has um, fought more than just this one time has been like fighting in practice is what I have obviously um, don't quote me on that because I just saw it on Twitter and you know anybody can tweet anything so that doesn't yeah. really mean, mean anything Kevin Durant can and, tweet uh, whatever he wants hey oh, oh. <laughs> um, well, yes, yes you know, that, <laughs> that is very true <laughs> and Tyron Johnson um, if he was fighting it was like his like one time like he hasn't been like a big problem like Harper has so while they got in trouble for the same thing, since Harper has been a repeat, 
weird got kicked off is what I've is what I'd read that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because usually you don't mind if your guys kind of jaw at each other in practice unless they're I guess unless they're like getting into fist fights and yeah threatening to take it off the field and stuff like that or if maybe he pulled out a weapon you never know I don't think he probably pulled out a weapon (laughs) on the field on the field yeah there's a movie where that happened jersey what movie what was movie? that? I don't know. It was a like an early '90s movie or something. That a football. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and look it up. You, go on. Well, 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 is this one of those talkies that people talk about? Yeah. Well, of course that, it is. That, that they made after like 1929. Yeah, it was okay. definitely post 1929. <laughs> it was in the modern era. Okay, good. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but except I do know that in um, isn't it the third. Batman one with Ben or with um Christian Bale that um they blew up Heinz Field. Ah, mm-hmm. did I make that up? But Could that, be. I don't that, know. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good one. Um, have you found the movie yet? Uh, I I believe so. I want to make sure before before I uh. This is riveting podcast. It is. That's why I wanted you to keep going with your. But but I'm I'm excited about the um about what movie it is. Okay, so um so Tyron Jones is coming back next week. Hope I mean this coming week, this Saturday yes. hopefully, and Harper is dismissed off of the team. So I don't know what he's going to be doing this Saturday, but not playing football. Um. Now, I was um we had I was looking up the stats earlier and. Is it right that we had no punt returns? Do we call a fair catch on every punt? Uh, it it could be, and there was also a lot of punts that were uh, they were just that, let go. They weren't caught at all. They were let go. Okay, because it just shocked me. So I, I went to punt return to see how we did, and there was there were no stats for punt returns. Yeah, that, I, I mean that makes sense. It, yeah, it just didn't. I didn't notice it at the time. Um, we had another Justin Phillips sighting. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm very who, excited to talk about this play, but you 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 go another, ahead. Who got another touchdown after an interception, and which was a wonderful play because it was right after Rudolph threw his first interception of the year. Yes. So it it was a nice it was a nice little get get you back and um, got back at them and we scored that touchdown. Do you want to talk about that play? Yeah, man. Okay. So first of all. The pressure on Danucci, the quarterback, uh-huh. came from Bundage, and he laid the guy out. Now, obviously, Bundage was ejected for targeting last time, uh, had to sit out the first half, and was apparently watching SpongeBob in the locker room, which is just hilarious. Um, well, well that, that's, that's what Gundy had uh, said he probably was doing. I like to imagine that he was really doing it. Like, like he's just, the, the team gets up 35 to nothing, and he's just sitting there like, yeah, man, we got this. I'm going to watch whatever I want to watch. And he picked SpongeBob. That would, that would just be great to me. Yes. Um, so, oh, God, I'm watching <laughs> – I found the movie that, that I was talking about, and, and I'm watching the scene. It's terrible. What's the movie? It's called Last Boy Scout. Uh, I'd, I'd never heard of this movie before, but I read an article about it was about sports movies or something. And this guy, football player, just makes a catch, takes off down the field, pulls a gun out of his pants, shoots the guy who's guarding him, and then shoots himself. This is this is terrible. <laughs> That's horrible. Yes, it is. It's awful. I do not recommend this movie. Anyway, 
What was I talking? <laughs> Calvin Bundage. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, Calvin <laughs> Bundage. He uh, comes onto the field with reckless abandon and just, yeah. you know, launches. I, I think he did it twice, actually, because he launched at a quarterback another time and kind of got flipped over and landed on his back. But this time, you know, they, they're backed up. They get the interception, and they get the ball on the one-yard line. And, um, you know, so Bundage is coming at him along with somebody else. I, I don't remember who who else was coming at him on the play, but I'll figure it out here in just a second. Um, just just lays the guy out. And if you can see Calvin Bundage flying at you, that's that's hard to throw it into. But he does. Here we go. I've got the mm-hmm. I got the play up. Bundage comes in, and I think it's Enoch Smith, the back backup uh, lineman. It's either Enoch Smith or uh, Trey Carter, one of the two. Um, yeah. So that's a, it's another deflected pass. Phillips gets it, just kind of falls into his hands. But after he gets the ball, and Jarrell Owens notices that he's got the ball, Jarrell Owens destroys a guy. It's the it's the guy who is the intended receiver, the tight end, I think. Owens realizes that his team's got the ball. He just turns around and decleats this guy who's trying to chase Phillips into the end zone, and it is the best thing in the world. It's like he realizes, oh, we've got the ball. Who's the nearest guy to me? I'm knocking him down. And he does. Which is what you like to see. Oh, yeah. Well, one one thing that our guys are show, showing that they're really good at is whenever the quarterback's about to throw the ball, if they're not getting to him, they're putting their hands and their arms in the air yes. to try to knock the ball down. Yes. And that's that's what you like to see out of your defensive line. And um, Justin Phillips is the beneficiary of all of those tips. Yeah. Defensive <laughs> touchdown in every game so far. I don't yes. think that's sustainable, but that would be cool. Yes, which the first one was um, Edison Magruder. And he, I think he's yep. still questionable for this. I think he's questionable for this next week is what I saw. Yeah, he practiced today, which is good. Okay. Hopefully he comes back. Um, and with Washington, um, and one reason he wasn't getting the ball is because if you notice, every time, especially to start the game, whenever they were going to him or whenever um, Rudolph went back with the ball, um, the quarterback was – with him mostly one-on-one, but whenever they would, he would break, the safety would creep over to him to more or less double-team him. Yeah, well, that's because um, of what happened last year. Yes. but they um, but, torched him. But the problem with it is, is we have a lot of capable receivers. You know, even if you don't have receivers who are going to play in the NFL, which Oklahoma State has, what, five? on the roster, probably six, actually, because Tylen Wallace will get there eventually. Nobody knows about him yet. So many guys on this roster are going to play receiver in the NFL. I don't even think that matters. If you've got one guy who's commanding so much attention, I mean, you watch Jalen yeah. McCluskey's two touchdown, long touchdowns. He had the one that was like an eight-yard score yeah. where he caught it in traffic. But the two long ones, he was wide the stupid open. Yeah. Like, just put that ball anywhere near a guy, he's catching it and running for a touchdown. I mean, sometimes you have the one stud receiver, and then everyone else has drops throughout the game. So you you can't have like a bunch of receivers who have a hard time catching the ball. Well, that's true. But ideally, if you're a power five college football team, you don't have a whole lot of receivers who have uh, concrete mitts either. 
Yeah, you, you should. So if you have capable wideouts, that they should be able to get the ball because, yeah, there are num- a number of players that are just wide open. And, um, yeah, so um, we both, OSU and Pitt both averaged three yards rushing overall. Three yards a carry? Um, or, yeah, yeah, three yards a carry. Okay. Because Hill got his, 90, got his eight yards a carry, and but everyone else got, like, two yards a carry or three yards. Yeah, when J.D. So, King was running in the second half, he was getting nowhere. Yeah. So, I mean, it balanced out in the second half. Um, their leading rusher was Chantez Moss, Moss with 36 yards on 12 carries. Yeah, he looked a lot exactly better to me than, than Quadri Olison did. Olison didn't look uh, good at all. No, he, 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 he looked a lot better, yeah. Olison, I don't remember how many yards he got. He only like, had like in the 10 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he looked good. But really rushing the ball, they just they didn't look good at all. Which, you know, it's nice to see our defensive line stepping up. Our defensive line is good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's time to acknowledge that. They're good. Yeah, they, they are. Um, so far, the, I mean, so far the defense is playing really well throughout three games. I mean, this past, um, this last Saturday, or when was the game? Was that Saturday? Was, was this last game on Saturday? It was, finally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, um, on the Saturday game, we only let them score. We only um, allowed 14 points. Cause right. That, that that other touchdown was on special teams. <laughs> yeah, I think Signer's Heisman bid is over. Oh, my gosh. It Well, it ended when he never got a chance to punt, except <laughs> once. Yes. <laughs> and it was, it was buried... And and its tombstone was carved when he failed to kick the ball out of the back yes. of the end zone. So I mean, I'm even going to forgive him for for mishandling the snap. He should have even caught the snap, but yeah. when he just totally whips on the kick out of the end zone, that was that was the nail in the coffin there. I think. Yeah, but yeah. So um, I'm officially going to announce that his Heisman campaign is over. Man, um, what I think they should have done after the game, and I, they they wouldn't have done it because you know it's it 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 would be seen as like rubbing it in as far as the win over Pittsburgh is concerned. But put put Signer on the post game interview list, and just <laughs> have him go Big Twelve Media Days on uh, on the post game interviews and just say, yeah, man, I, I think I'm gonna have to concede. I'm not I'm not gonna win the Heisman, <laughs> and I'm I'm sad about it, but. That's all there is. That, that would have been, just, that would have been hilarious. Brilliant. <laughs> yes, but he, um, yeah, he, I thought you know whenever at that point I thought his Heisman campaign isn't as high as I thought it was because you know I picked him to win it at the beginning of the year. So well, that sounds like as... it's on you. <laughs> okay, I, I really didn't. I, uh, <laughs> just to let you know, but um, but at that point, whenever he whiffed on that, I. That's when I truly realized that I I was I was disappointed for the rest of the evening, but I'm slowly getting over it. <laughs> um, we were the, the one of the best stats of the of the day was we were ten out of fourteen on third down. Well, yeah, and I think they were perfect on third down in the first half mm-hmm. because oh, the no, yeah, they the, were. the yeah. misses didn't come till. You know, after they were using the run out the clock offense and not really even trying to gain first downs, yeah. they were just trying oh, yeah. to get the game over with. 
Oh yeah. But they, uh, they, um, they, yeah, they all, they came in the second half. They were like nine of nine or eight of eight or something in the first half, if I remember correctly, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And I want to know how many yards Rudolph would have if he actually played the fourth quarter. Like, <laughs> what does uh, that yeah. look like if he actually played? Like, because he, he's each game he's been out of the game by the beginning of the third. Right. And his his stats are ridiculous, even without playing the the rest of the game. Yeah, and but, you know the first two games, you know the argument was well they're playing these teams that don't have very good defenses, and Tulsa they. They can score points, but they don't really yeah. have the guys to stop anybody. And South Alabama is just terrible. Pitt's a decent to good defense. Mm-hmm. Now they play in the well, Big Ten, play... so they don't face very. Or they play in the ACC rather. They played a Big Ten team yeah. the week before, so they're not going to face the caliber of offense that mm-hmm. the Big Twelve will throw at you week after week. They do. They'll play like Clemson and Florida State, and those will those will be the more challenging ones. But I mean, North Carolina is not throwing at you what you know, Texas Tech is on offense. Mm-hmm. One thing that bothers me, because whenever we talk about, whenever people talk about OSU stats or compared to like how OU is doing or other teams, they always throw the um, strength of schedule at you. And the thing that drives me crazy about that is as long as you are scheduling a power, somebody from the Power Five conference, you don't schedule it that year. Yeah. It's scheduled like three, four, sometimes five years in advance. You have no idea who's going to be good in like yeah. four or five years. <laughs> I mean, we have um, – I think we have Boise State next year. They're coming and up. I don't have, know what year it starts. I think but... it's next year. And then we have Oregon State two years in a row. We yep. have no idea if those teams are going to be good that particular year. Well, they had, uh, so, they had a series with Clemson scheduled that got canceled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. But like – O, OU was probably felt pretty safe with Ohio State because they had a feeling Ohio, Ohio State would be good. Yeah. But more or less, unless it's like one of the blue bloods of college football, you don't know how – like we could, we could go ahead and schedule Clemson um, like four or five years from now, and then four or five years from now they'd be awful and people would be throwing that in our faces. Yeah, that's right. It's like we had no idea when we scheduled them. And so, here's I mean, the deal. Pitt should be good. No, they've had good teams. Well, they 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 yeah. have no reason not to be good. They they yeah. play in an NFL stadium. Mm-hmm. They they have NFL style facilities. You know they're they're in a great location. They should be a lot better than they are. Yeah. But it it's just one of those things that it's it's like people think that you schedule that team at the beginning of that year. Yeah. Which you know you do it years in advance i mean obviously when we scheduled south alabama we probably we we knew they probably wouldn't be that good (laughs) yeah i mean because but if it's a power five conference unless it's one of the blue bloods which sometimes they have down years as well but unless it's one of them you it's basically just a shot in the dark Mm -hmm. whether or not they'll be any good so that that's just that that's always kind of bugged me because people act like people act like they just scheduled them because you knew they'd be a patsy or a cupcake. Yep. And we had no idea. But and then Pitts next year in a couple of years could be really good. Yeah, that's no true. Telling. That that quarterback that came in midway through, he was okay. You know, he'll he'll get the job done. He looks good, man. Um so that's 
that was the T or that was the Pitt game. Who did we just play? We played Pitt. Yeah. Um, I Trey Flowers also had a pick. I was going to mention him as well. So yeah. A couple interceptions, which is always nice to see. I believe the turnover margin is even for the year. Okay. I th- I think because I think it's been even every game. Well, no, no, they, South Alabama, it wasn't even. Never mind. No. Well, the Pitt game, um, they had two interceptions, and then we had the interception. We had the interception and the uh, oh, punt, yeah. punt fumble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the punt fumble. I've, you know, we just talked about the fumble. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's difficult to think about that as a turnover because it was uh, – it was a special teams mistake. It wasn't offense. Yeah, I think that's probably what I was thinking. Um, so that's Pitt. Do you have anything else to add to the game last Saturday? Uh, two things that we still need to talk about. The first one, um, if you watch the replays, it has to be terrible to be a cheerleader. Uh, let me explain. The, the cheerleaders are on the sidelines, and specifically on the two long Jalen McCleskey uh, touchdowns. You can see the cheerleaders on like next to the end zone on the sideline of the end zone, and they're trying their best to be happy. And they've got their they've got their hands oh, in the okay. air. They're woo, you know. And yeah. It's almost like they they either don't know that it's not their team that scored, or yeah. they've been told you will lose your scholarship if you don't have at least one hand in the air at all times. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the St. Joe's uh, eagle guy. He always yeah. has to be flapping one wing. Uh, and, and along those same lines, um, this is not my second point. This is uh, point 1B. The fact that ESPN midway through the second quarter was pulling out the, the, the mullet wigs and making mullet jokes and straight up missed an entire touchdown drive by doing it was just the best thing in the world. Actually, I was wanting to mention that. I was, I was wanting to know. Um, I was wanting to be, mention that if it's a blowout, no matter who's winning, OSU or the opponent, who if there's a blowout in an OSU game, the mullets are going to come out. Yeah. When they have nothing else to talk about, they're going to talk about either famous people who've had mullets, celebrities who've had mullets, or they're going to put mullets on themselves. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. Well, and like if you listen to the announcers, uh, it's the second, or I guess it's Jalen McCluskey's third touchdown. Yeah. Like the the color guy is saying something that has nothing to do with football. I think I think it was a, a mullet, and like McCluskey scores, and the the play by play announcer says, "And as you were talking, Jalen McCluskey runs in for another touchdown." <laughs> 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 I know you still have um, – Did you you haven't done your second point yet. Correct. Okay. This kind of goes with your first point about the cheerleaders, not exactly, but in a roundabout way. Um, I want to give big props to the pit crowd because when Pittsburgh scored – The ones who were awake second, or the ones who were sleeping? No, but when they scored. <laughs> when they scored those touchdowns in the second half, they went crazy like they just took the lead. Yeah. That's true. I, I I was impressed by how just insane they were. Like the whole place was jumping. I mean, then they fell asleep once we got the ball again. But um, <laughs> but each each time they scored, they went insane. 
And I thought, why are you still even there? <laughs> the first loud cheer of the game came when they put Ben DiNucci in at quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty funny. Because, of course, I was listening yeah. to the radio, and you, I, I hear it in the background just before the, the possession that the crowd's going crazy. And I said to myself, well, they, they put in the other quarterback. <laughs> sure enough, that's what was happening. I couldn't even see what was going on. Yeah. I just knew from the crowd that they'd stuck the other quarterback in. I need to remember that if I'm texting you about the game, that I need to wait like 20 seconds <laughs> because you, you have rewinded the game to match up with the radio. <laughs> I think that happened a couple times. Except well, yeah, it's because my said, TV is is through the internet, yeah. so I had a ridiculous delay. Yeah. yeah, except I think I think one time I said you're going to be very excited in a few minutes, seconds <laughs> or something, and you're like, "Dang it!" Yes, it was right before Trey Flowers' interception. That was okay. I didn't remember what, what you were, it was. But I'm... What you were trying not to tell me about. <laughs> it was funny though because that happened. I thought, "Ooh, I'm going to text Andrew." Oh, wait a minute. Oh, well, I'll text him. This. He has not seen it yet. Day. <laughs> uh, what's your second point um mason rudolph had his heisman moment his his get away from four guys in the backfield and throw a 63 yard touchdown to marcel aitman to, to marcel aitman that brings up another point i want to talk about thank you for reminding me um yes that was a that was an amazing play um one of the things in previous years with rudolph is that when there's pressure, he's more or less folded. He, he hasn't been able to get out of it. His ability at evading pressure this yeah. year has been amazing. Yeah, he's shown it a little bit in the past, but, yeah, that that one there was, that was something I, else. I've never seen it before. It's like each of the, each of the games they've played this year, it's, he's had one, one or two plays where he's broken like three or four tackles in the backfield and been able to throw the ball. Yeah, and that was—I thought he was—I thought he was sacked, and I was—and then it's funny he threw it to Aitman, and I looked away for a second because I thought I saw him get tackled, or I thought I saw him go out of bounds. Yeah, and then I looked—I I think I was going to put something on Twitter or something—and then I looked up, and he was in the end zone. Like, <laughs> Just—I had to rewind it to see what happened because I was—I—I <laughs> I think out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw him get taken down or go out of bounds, and I had no idea that he was still standing. Yeah, it was incredible that he was able to stay in. I mean, he wasn't on balance or anything, so that was nice. Uh, you telling me you reminded me of that play it got me excited for football again. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was a great play. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that that was a that was a Heisman moment. I I um from what I've seen, he all he's doing is going up in rankings as far as like possible Heisman winners. Yeah, I think. I saw two or three articles that said that him and Mayfield are one, two, yep. um, give or take. I mean, you could switch those two around, but they're so far leading the pack. Um, I mean, of course, there's a lot of football to be played, but it's it's nice to be up there um, after a few games. And yeah, then, after, um, after the Texas-USC game, I don't want to hear the name Sam Darnold anymore. I was going to talk about the Texas-USC game later, but... I want to talk about it now since you mentioned it. <laughs> that game, oh, and, and then after the game, he was still being propped up yeah. on USC's court. And I was like, are you kidding me? He, oh. And then after the game, just because Texas barely lost to USC, um, after the game, I don't know if it was that night or the next day or whatever, Greg McElroy, 
who used to be the um, quarterback at Alabama, mm-hmm. um, he said that the one team that OSU and OU do not want to play is the Longhorns. Yeah. Uh, their defense is decent. And, but they're, I'm willing to fine. say that the only reason he said that is because they barely lost to USC. Well, yeah. Right. And USC, before the game, I, I, was, I thought they were overrated. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But... Anyways, well, can you imagine what seven. would happen if uh, if Mayfield and Rudolph were the quarterbacks at USC and UCLA rather than Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? Because you're seeing okay. Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen all over the place. Josh Rosen is awful. He's bad. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. It's, it's just amazing. It's amazing that they keep getting propped up. Yes. I have no idea why. But anyways. Yeah, but I mean, I was I was rooting for Texas because I was USC is ahead of OSU, so I was like, yeah, yeah, I want USC to lose. Yeah, I couldn't decide which which way I wanted that game to go, honestly, because I, I felt the same way. I was like, I'd I'd really like to see USC lose, and you know, I I, I don't want to hear about Texas being back, so I also yeah. don't want them to win either. But the problem the problem is that barely losing to USC, you'll hear the Texas is back because they barely lost to USC. Yes. I figured if, if it was a close game, you might as well just root for Texas to win. <laughs> yeah, I suppose but so. I I don't know. It's it's basically, I mean, at this point, I just want everybody in front of OSU to lose. Just, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so that's why I was rooting for Texas in that particular game. <sighs> but yeah, that game. That game was a fun game, though. It was. It was, it was it was entertaining. Um, yes. Although I can't stand Gus Johnson. You can't stand Gus Johnson? And I may be the only one in the world who can't stand Gus Johnson, but he's just so annoying to me. <laughs> what about it annoys you? Uh, the screaming, and also the screaming, but mostly it's the screaming. Well, you know what I do during the games? Um, well, if it's late at night, you probably turn the sound off because you don't want to wake your daughter up. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's far <laughs> enough that I can have the sound going on, going on. But what I usually do, even if it's an OSU game, no matter who it is, I usually turn the sound down and just listen to podcasts or music <laughs> or something. Because I'm like, I don't want to listen to those people talk about the game. I mean, if OSU is doing really well, Maybe I'll listen to like the halftime show to see what they're saying. <laughs> but other than that, I just usually, I mean, obviously I unmuted it for the mullets because they're like, oh, what are they talking, what are they going to say about mullets? <laughs> so, <laughs> but usually I just listen to podcasts or listen to music or something because I don't care what most of them say. Yeah. No. But I mean, yeah, so. To each his own, I suppose. <laughs> That's what I usually do. But yeah, it's usually at a softer volume. I try to. Um, this week, I've heard that we were playing TCU. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, okay. we, we're finally going to play game, at home on a Saturday. Yes, and college game day will be in the wonderful collegiate city of New York City. Ah, yes, the place where this there are no Power will, 5 I believe the teams. Juilliard Fighting Tonys 
are going to be playing the NYU. I don't know what that team's team name is. It's, it's, I think Juilliard is kicked to lose by a touchdown. So it's well, if if I were picking athletic events, Juilliard would usually come out on the losing end. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, but 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 they get, but they're the Fighting Tonys, so they get to bring like which Tony is awards, just so a, like, a great like... name by you. Good 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 job on your part. <laughs> why 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 thank you? So I've um, but in all honesty, that is a dumb decision <laughs> to go to NYC. Oh yeah, it's terrible. New York City, um, because the, literally the best part of college game day is being at a college. I yeah. mean, if, if they're not going to be at a college, they might as well just be in a studio. I mean, nobody and nobody wants to see them in a studio. It's it's all about being in a college on game day with right. the crazy fans behind them. Their theme song is coming to your city. <laughs> so, that's that's the song that they play. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they've gotten so much. Yeah, people have been all on that because it's insane. I have no idea why they're going to New York City to go to Times Square. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so they will not be in Stillwater, which probably has the best matchup of the day. Against yeah, probably. TCU. I mean, at least on paper. I'm expect. I'm hoping that it won't be that good of a matchup. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> but true. at least, but on paper it is. Yeah, as far as like rankings go and so forth. Um, I think right now. OSU's thirteen point favorites, I think I saw. Okay. No, I I think they opened up at like ten point five, so I'm not. Sure. I I think I saw that they were thirteen. There's some place in between ten point five and thirteen point favorites. All right. Um, here's here's yeah, my thing so, about about uh, lines, especially in college yeah. football, like thirteen point five. That's fourteen points. If mm-hmm. a college football team, especially in the Big Twelve, loses by fourteen points. That's a close game, right? Yeah. Like that's a that's a winnable game for the team that lost. You know, they're 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 looking at five plays that prevented them from winning that game more than likely. Yeah. So like you look at the people say thirteen point five, that's a huge line. No, it's not. It's like that see, I think I think from what I'm expecting, I think thirteen point five is a little closer than I would have put it. Well you yeah, right. I yeah, I because... mean I, I no thirteen I think 13 or 14, I think 14 to me is the dividing line between close and not close. I think 14 and below is is a pretty close game, but then once it gets to like 17, 21, it's not close anymore. Yeah. So to me, if I, if I had to have a dividing line, it'd probably be at 14 points. So yeah, 10 point, especially like 10.5, a 10 point um, line is pretty darn close. So, but yeah, but I think they're, I'm expecting them to win by more, and especially in Stillwater. Um, they have Kenny Hill as their quarterback, which Kenny Hill, I remember the first game he started um, his sophomore year at A&M. Okay. They yes. were playing um, South Carolina, I believe, in that game. And he played, they scored like 58 points, and he played so well. And that was right after Manziel was on. Um, Manziel got drafted right. um, to his um, wonderful NFL career he ended up having. Um, but Kenny Hill looked so good. I thought he was going to be like the next, the next, another great quarterback at A&M. 
And obviously, I watched that first game because he played just lights out. And they ended up beating South Carolina, who I think was ranked like 18 or 19th at the time. But they beat them by like 20 points. And then I obviously had to have stopped paying attention to A&M. I think I just ended up watching that game. And then later that year, I looked, and Hill wasn't the starter anymore. Right. <laughs> and I obviously completely stopped paying attention. But I guess when he, when he got to tough competition in the middle of the year against Ole Miss and those schools – he just did not play well anymore and got and ended up um, being replaced by the backup. But yeah, but after that first game, I thought he would be a stud quarterback. So I was shocked when I, I checked in at A&M when the year was almost over and he wasn't anywhere to be seen. But yeah. he, to me, he to me he's kind of. I mean, I might be wrong in this assumption, but to me, he's kind of a poor man's Trevon Boykin. Oh, I suppose so. I mean, I, I, I said I might be wrong. <laughs> but to me, he, he does what Trevon Boykin can do, but to a lesser extent. Like, he, he's, he can um, – he's, he, he passes. He's a dual-option quarterback, um, yeah. a pretty good runner. But to me, he, he's kind of Trevon Boykin-esque. But at a less to a lesser extent, if that makes any sense, and I might completely be wrong. I, <laughs> but that's what I've always thought. When mainly that's what I've always thought since he's been at TCU. Because I mean, it's easy to compare the last two quarterbacks at TCU. Yeah. But um, yeah. But that but that that's been that has been my thought um at least the last couple of years. But I don't know. What do you think about Kenny Hill? Well, I was never that impressed with Trevon Boykin. So that okay. kind well, of that's your that kind of kills that comparison for me. So I, I think they're pretty much the same guy. Okay. Uh, so me compar- me comparing the two wasn't was you had me just calling him a, like a a poor man's Trevon Boykin. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm not sure he's that much worse. I think Boykin's a little better, especially his senior year. But okay. yeah. Then yeah. a poor man to a slightly richer Trevon Boykin. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? Uh, I, I I think we've tortured that metaphor enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kenny Hill's been hot and cold his whole career. Uh, yeah. He'll he'll dazzle you one week and then cost you the game the next week. So mm-hmm. it it, it kind of depends on which one shows up, I guess. Um, yeah. And, uh, and people were pretty impressed with the TCU defense, particularly after the Arkansas game where they won 28 to seven, but they gave up 36 to SMU last week. So. Oh, and they were losing for a bit of that game. Yeah. The first quarter was not good for TCU. Um, and then they had the, uh, the end of half hail Mary touchdown catch, which was just ridiculous to me. It was like the SMU defenders didn't even realize that the ball was no, in the air. They, yeah, none of the well, none of the none of the defenders were in front of the wide receiver. Yeah, they were all behind the wide receiver. Which, if you're behind the wide receiver on a hail mary, then he's probably going to catch the ball. Well, he he's at least he got a better than average chance. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, you can't knock it down. Oh, so yeah, man. that was a it was ridiculous. Defended play. Uh, contrast that with the Florida uh, Tennessee hail mary. That was beautiful. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Man, I I. I believe I did see that. Man, that that kid yeah, put the ball right where he wanted to. 
Mm-hmm. That was a perfect play. But yeah, so, um, okay, so he, he's just inconsistent. Yeah. That... Um, on the year, he has eight, he has a four to one touchdown to interception ratio. He has eight touchdowns and two interceptions. See that quick math I did? Yeah, good that's, for you. That's good, pretty good. Good fraction reduction. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Technically, fraction simplification, because to reduce means to make it smaller. And I simplified it. I didn't reduce it and make it smaller. All right, college. Okay, I, I've I've been a fifth grade and sixth grade teacher too long. So, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> but um, he was sixty three out of eighty four and seven hundred thirty seven yards, um, on the year, not in last week's game. <laughs> that would be yeah, we would have been hearing about that. <laughs> yeah, well, they have a couple of injuries. I think I think Kyle Hicks is doubtful. Their running back is doubtful for the game. Yeah, which that's that'd be a big loss for them. He's a big part mm-hmm. of what they do. No, he's a big part of of what they do. Um, and Ty, is his last name Slanina? Slanina, yeah. Slanina? He's questionable. He's a, a wide receiver. Yeah. So Sounds like he's probably going to play. Mm-hmm. And Hicks will be yeah. at game time. Which All Ty Slanina is good. That, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because when you have injuries, it's always not only will they play, but if they play, how productive will they be? Like, are they yeah. going to be at 100%? Or I don't know what Slanina's injury was. Yeah, I don't exactly. either. But, um, but he's questionable. And if he plays, will he be at 100%? Or will he be less, like, at 85 90%? So that also matters. From what I've seen, it looks like there most people are expecting Hicks to not play. But um, he's okay. still probably a game-time decision because he's doubtful. So but um so he's a game time decision most likely, but it's looking like he'll he'll most likely not play this. Um their leading receiver is Desmond White, who has nine receptions for 126 yards. Um he has the most yards of any player on their team. Um he has nine receptions, 126, Wait, they just, like I said. They just don't throw the ball, do they? Yeah, I want to compare that to our leading receiver who is James Washington. He has 13 receptions, so four more receptions than White, but 367 yards. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, and then White has two touchdowns. So yeah, from what I can tell, they just don't necessarily throw the spread the throw the ball too too much, and and then when they do, he probably spreads it out pretty well. To have your leading receiver have 126 yards on the whole year. I wish you had two receivers go over that number in the pit game, right? <laughs> um, yeah, they had um, Washington or um, McCleskey and Washington both did. Stoner, yeah. I think, had a, Stoner had exactly 100 yards, I think, and Aitman. Oh, I can't remember how many he had. He had, he, I think, he had like 150, 120 or so. You know, if but only yeah, I was like, just sitting here with two devices that would tell me everything ever, and I could look up these things. <laughs> I have a feeling that you do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I I do not at this moment, but uh, but I, so I'm just gonna make numbers up. Aitman had 117.5 oh, yards receiving. Hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they. Uh, I don't, I don't do, think they do tenths of a yard. I don't think they do that. <laughs> well, they should. Um. So yeah. So so that's their stats. I'm expecting. I'm expecting a good. A good game. I'm expecting us to do well. One thing I did forget to mention is 
about last week, we're talking about um, last Saturday's game, is I forgot to do how I felt about their unis. Ah, yes. And I'm trying to think of what they had. They had the black helmets with the badge and all the other writing on it and stuff. They had white jerseys, right? Yep. And then what were the pants? Were the pants orange? Black. Okay, the pants are black. I I like the helmet... I love. I liked a lot. I, I've told you before. I like the badge. Is if it's the badge, I like it, and I like the helmet that ha- has all that extra stuff, and the barbed wire and all that stuff. I a lot of people think it's too much, but I personally have always liked it. So I liked it a lot. Um, so far, we've had three uniforms because we've had three games, and I've liked all of them. I'm hoping to eventually come to one I don't like so I can <laughs> change my opinion so you don't think that I just like anything. Yes. Which might be true. I might just like whatever they have, wear. As long as they win, to be honest, I really don't care what they wear. I noticed that the uniforms had uh, uh, large numbers of a contrasting color to the body of the jersey, so they were fine. Yeah, you, you, you like that. You, mm-hmm. you, you approve of that. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. And I also did not mention what Philip learned. That's right. I was going to ask you what you learned. What did Philip learn last week? Um, And apparently it's been said before because I looked it up and it's been in articles before, but I had never read those articles, I guess. But um, I talked about the first game. It was about James Washington being being James Washington Jr. I'm going back to James Washington again because I learned that he's a black belt in taekwondo. (laughs) <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, man. That, so, he did everything. He was like so, an yeah. all-state tennis player. He was a basketball well, I player. Mean, he, woof, I mean, he did I fig- everything. I figured he could play multiple sports. He just looks like one of those people that just is good at every sport he wants to play. Um, yeah. But I did not. So those didn't shock me. I mean, I could have said that I learned some of those because I didn't know, but they weren't shocking. But the, taekwondo, the taekwondo I was not expecting. Yeah. That so is interesting. That is what I learned last week. Um, so actually, I said that during the OSU game, I listened to podcasts or whatever. Some I try to listen to what they're saying also, so I can get a what Philip learned. Yes. And then after I and then after I figure out what I'm going to do, what I learned that week, then I listen to whatever. So luckily, the Taekwondo was early in the game. So you only listen until you learn something, and then you yes, and then you know, do something I'm else. Done learning. I'm going to listen to something else. <laughs> so that's what I do. Um, the TCU game is at 2.30 this Saturday. I'm going to take a page out of your book, and that means I'm not going to be able to watch a lot of it. Yes. I'm going to record it. My um, niece's first birthday is at 3.30. Ah, very good. So, 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 so I'm going to go to that, and um, so I will... I will probably maybe keep with updates um throughout um and but i'll probably record the game so i can catch watch it later but so i will not be able to watch that game um the following week we're playing tech and that game is at seven so we're going to lubbock um for a night game that um a week from the saturday so that's i'm excited about that because it's on fox at seven i'm excited about that because my 
my daughter is turning one year old. Her her first birthday is that day at eleven. So I was really hoping it would not be an eleven. Oh yes, game. that would have been very that would have been very sad for you. Because uh, <laughs> I was wanting to watch. I mean, I wanted to watch the next week game, but I was going to watch that, and I already told my wife that I would not have a game on in another room, or oh, man. or on another device. I promised her that. Uh. So, so, so I was very excited. Even though I told you I, I don't like to play tech at night because those fans are crazy as it is, and after a day of drinking, they're even more insane. Yeah, um, I was actually thrilled that it's going to be a night game. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, I'm still expect we're still the better team, and so I'm still expecting OSU yeah. to win. We'll right. learn a lot about Tech this week uh, when they play Houston, because they've played Arizona State and Eastern Washington. Arizona State is terrible, yeah. and uh, so I mean that's a good schedule, a good non-conference schedule for them. That's impressive. No, that, no that's a that's a that's a good schedule. Um, but yeah, so that's the Tech game is at seven, and. It should be fun. How about the um, Big 12 championship game being at 11:30? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I I well I saw it on Twitter that someone put that. And then but I didn't see it anywhere else and I've still seen it on that one Twitter account. So I don't know I, I haven't seen it anywhere else. I, wa- I wanted to see make sure it was like legit. And I mean I'm it probably is, but I I like looked for it because I thought I do not Want an 11:30 Big 12 championship game? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I guess, assuming that OSU will be there, which is probably I probably shouldn't do so early in the season. True. <laughs> but but and how mean, much fun is that? Yeah. You no, know, it's great that I can assume that, <laughs> but also, you know, I. So I mean, I'm I'm hoping I don't want it to be 11:30. I'd rather it be an evening game, obviously. But I'm hoping that it does matter to me and that OSU is playing in that game. Yes. <laughs> at the time. So, but yeah. So, I mean, it, there's a good chance, unless something crazy happens, it'll be Bedlam Part 3. Or Part 2. two yeah. And then Part 3 would be in that would, we would have played in the playoffs, obviously. Uh, the state um, of Oklahoma would, would explode <laughs> if that were to happen. It would be nice, though. Oh, it'd be great. We just wouldn't have a place to live anymore. <laughs> oh, that's true. But uh, my question is, we're talking, and this is way off topic, but, you know, we go off topic a bunch. Yeah. So, but this is talking about Bedlam. Now, this is kind of a ridiculous question. but <laughs> At least you recognize play- it. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I recognize it's a ridiculous question, and I think I know your answer, and I know my answer. Uh, but OSU, we play OU at the beginning of November. Yes. And then if we if we are 1-2 in the Big 12, we'll play them in the championship on, the, on December 2nd, which is my birthday, which would be a wonderful birthday present if OSU <laughs> won. But yes. I'm, 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 I'm hoping they do. Um, but so OSU, I don't know if you know this, or not, but OSU hasn't beaten OU that many times. Correct, yes. Okay, I didn't know if this was a surprise to you or <laughs> not, but um, OSU doesn't have the best record against OU. Now, we play, if we play OU twice, the odds of us winning both games based on our history is not good. Correct. Now, obviously, it's kind of ridiculous to think about 
to think about how we're going to do next week based on how we did like last year, five years ago or whatever. Yes. Um, so or 80 years ago. A, yeah. Or yeah. Let's yeah. Or however many years ago. That's kind of a ridiculous comparison. And I realize that, but based on our history, there's not a good chance we would win both games. Now, if we, if we go one and one, if we split the games, obviously most people would say, you would much rather win the championship game, right? Yes. If you split the games. Because if we beat OU and then we lose to OU in the Big 12 championship, we are not getting in the playoffs, most likely. No. OU might, if they do that, because they're a, blue, they're a big name of Blue Blood. So yes. I could see them possibly getting in, but OSU probably doesn't stand a chance. Would you... So if we lose the first game, would you be okay with us thinking we we have a better chance of winning the next game because we lost this game? Does that make sense? No. <laughs> okay. I knew it made zero sense. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and I know that I want OSU to win every game no matter what. Yes. But it was still a thought I had. Because it's also hard, even no matter who you are, it's hard to be the same team twice in a season, yes. or three times in a season, or what. Even if you're, no matter who you are, so even if OU won, it's still harder for them to win a second time because it's hard to be the same team twice in a season. Yeah. But I just, I mean, I, I knew going in that it was a ridiculous thought, <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to leave it out there. Here's the deal. You know, we're 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 talking Big Twelve Championship. We're talking college football playoff. I refuse to be disappointed if Oklahoma State doesn't win the Big Twelve Championship and go to the college football playoff. I refuse. That's that's not how sports work. Let's just have fun, watch the games, and enjoy the fact that we've got seven NFL players on this roster. And if they lose a game somewhere and it costs them a national championship, does that mean that this season is any less enjoyable? The answer to that is no. Am I correct? Yeah, well, yeah. I, 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 I refuse <laughs> no, to no, be I the am. guy who, who says, yeah, we won 11 games and had yeah. one of the best offenses ever, but because we lost a game in early November and didn't get a chance to go to the national yeah. championship, I, I've decided to be disappointed about this year. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. C can I kind of throw in a caveat, caveat there? Sure. I will – it depends on what you mean by disappointed. If we do – if OSU does well and does not get the playoff or they win 11 games and does maybe lose in the Big 12 championship or doesn't get – one of those – if we don't get the ultimate goal that obviously we all want, which is making the playoffs – at least for the time being. It depends on if you mean by disappoint, because I'm going to be disappointed if we don't do that. But disappointed in the season is a completely different thing. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, if we lose the Big Talk Championship, I'm going to be disappointed. But I'm not going to be disappointed in the season. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Maybe, maybe disappoint is the wrong word, but, but consider it a, a failure. No, I'm not going to consider it a failure. Um, like, if we go throughout and we end up somehow losing three or four games, then I will consider That's it a better. failure, yes. <laughs> but if we go undefeated into the Big 12 championship and we lose that game, I'm not going to consider it a failure. I, I will be disappointed, but disappointed in the season as a whole, I'm not going to be. Because 
anybody would be disappointed, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it as a failure. Good. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we agree. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, especially it's hard being OSU fans and going through all that and considering a failure because of our history. Yeah. I mean, if you are someone who's year in and year out, you expect a championship, then I can understand like if Alabama doesn't win the national championship this year, they'll consider it a failure. They're the one team which, that can do that. Which makes sense to me. They're the one, there's they're the only team who can who can realistically make that claim. Because year in and year out. Yeah. Clemson can't, yeah. Florida State can't, OU can't, Ohio State can't. I mean, OU can't because they haven't won the championship since 2000. Well, right. And, uh, yeah, they've I played mean, for yeah, a couple it's, other it's, ones, but yeah, you know, they, they haven't won. So they, they cannot seriously claim to be disappointed when they don't win the national championship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is that very few teams can truly call it a failure if you don't win it because no matter what sport you're in, only one team wins the championship. Yeah, and only one Which, has been decided before the season starts. Yeah. I'm not mad so at yes. Kevin Durant or anything. I I don't know if we have time to talk Kevin Durant <laughs> because I have a lot of things to talk about him too. I think we're I think we're coming on an hour right now. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> we should probably get out of here. Maybe maybe during the off season or maybe when um after basketball season because continue this maybe after basketball season when it's a little bit slower yeah <laughs> we can have a kevin durant pod <laughs> you know um, a couple well then we can relive that uh, triple overtime game in gallagher iba that'd be great oh with mario bogan yeah hitting that those man bogan he 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 he, had, he was doing so well and then he decided to headbutt the k-state player <laughs> And and I don't think I think that kind of all of a sudden he wasn't the same after that. Yeah. Mario <laughs> Bogan. I don't let that, that be a lesson a, to you. Don't don't headbutt people. Yeah, so that was the triple overtime. I think both of them had like thirty-eight or thirty-seven points or something. Thirty-seven, yeah. Bogan 30, had thirty-seven was, points and twenty rebounds. That was a crazy. Game. Okay, but that was a fun game. I was I was um. I was at courtside for that game. I bought. I used somebody else's tickets. My um, roommate Brad and I used somebody else's. Used his um, brother's, I believe, tickets. And we usually sit in the student section. And so you, you know you have to get there super early. We sat um, more or less courtside, and we walked in right before the national anthem and went straight to our seats. My goodness, <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> that's that's another thing I remember about that game. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So um, th- those are a few tangents we can go on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so we have TCU this week. Um, Baylor will most likely be 0 and 4 after the Saturday when they lose to OU. I'm okay with that. Um, also, I'm, I'm wanting them. I'm, I'm wanting them to lose every game this season. Every game. That would be glorious. But, and then kicked out of the Big Twelve. Yes. But <laughs> but that's beside the point. So, yeah, so so this should be an exciting game. Hopefully not too exciting. And then we have Tech the next week, um, the following Saturday. So I guess, do you have anything else to add? Nope, tapped out, man. Awesome. Yeah, I have no more things to say, which <laughs> is a wonderful thing probably. Um, I guess I will talk to you next week. All right, sounds good.